Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. To have a successful team merge, I think there's a couple key components that you have. You have to recruit agents in. You have to have lead gen levers. And then you have to have the transaction coordination and listing coordination for your agents that are in that team merge. And then on top of that, you have to also have training and coaching to get them successful. If you just do one, right, they can go hire a coach. They can go buy leads on their own. What they're looking for is an all-inclusive package that gets them everything that they're actually looking for. I think that that's kind of the benefit of a team ridge. I think the other benefit is there's a lot of agents and I think there's kind of this new breed of agents out there that really just, they want their own identity. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share their trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Adams with Real Trends. Real Trends is currently accepting applications for the 2023 Real Trends and Tom Ferry Agent and Team Rankings. If you're an agent with over 50 transaction sides or 16 million in volume, or a team with over 60 transaction sides or $24 million in volume in calendar year 2022, we want to feature you in the industry's trusted rankings program. Real Trends has partnered with the majority of the largest brands in the country to receive nominations automatically. However, we recommend that you check with your broker to understand if they will be submitting your data or if you will be required to submit your data to realtrends.com. Submissions close on April 14th, so don't miss out on the chance to be featured in this year's rankings program. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Senior Director of Data and Content for HousingWire and Real Trends. So today, I'd like to welcome Jose Medina, team leader at Jose Medina and Associates, Keller Williams Legacy Group Realty, and powered by Impact. They're located in Ohio. He and partner Rich Cosgrove were named to the 2021 Real Trends Game Changers with 435% growth in transaction side percentage between 2016 and 2020. And I'm sure a lot has changed since then. So welcome, Jose. Yeah, it's great to connect, Tracy. Um, yeah, just to bring you up to speed on on where we're at, uh, currently we're running three different brokerages. Uh, we have between the three brokerages, we have about seven hundred, just about seven hundred agents there. Uh, last year, we closed seventy two hundred transactions for just over one point six billion in volume. And then on top of that, we're also I also run a sales team. Last year, we did about 900 transactions, and that was about $202 million in volume. So okay. outside of that, we also uh, started in 2021. I decided I just didn't have enough to do. you know. And so in 2021, we started Powered by Impact, which is... Uh, we're just an organization that we partner with real estate brokerages across the United States um, so they can build out their own Team Ridge division. Um, so we offer basically a simple solution 
two brokerages so they can have a teamerage division with inside of their normal brokerage. And we're able to get them up and running within 45 days. So right now, as we sit, we're at 16 different locations across the United States. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit um, because obviously there's a difference in what is considered a teamerage and what is considered a team. So explain the difference and then explain what how you're different than maybe like the Livian model that Keller Williams also um, uses. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, the team, the brokerage, the teamerage conversation, Tracy, as you know, probably better than anybody, it's a very, I'd say messy field where there's just a lot of overlaps, a lot of different models. Um, and, and really there's a lot of different models that are working at a high level. So when we went down this road, um, and started talking about Teamridge, I think the first thing that we need to do uh, to make sure we're all on the same page and clear up anything is uh, the proper way to spell Teamridge. <laughs> I've seen it probably three or four different ways. I'm sure you have as well. Uh, so the way I we have always used it is uh, T-E-A-M-E-R-A-G-E. I, to me, I feel like that's the proper way. I've seen a B in there. I've seen other versions. But um, so basically... What we do is we go in and we partner with brokers uh, to bring in um, the leads, the transaction coordination, the listing service, the coaching, um, all of those uh, tools into a traditional brokerage where they do not have those. And and we're going to talk about profitability, I'm sure, and, and the difference between teams and brokerages. But um we're just seeing a really big shift in brokerages and we're seeing a really big downward pressure in uh, real estate brokerage services and what agents are willing to pay. And that's why the, the need for Teamridge is so important right now. Okay. And so um, I just want to clarify. So a team is you know under a brokerage, whereas Teamridge is the brokerage, but all of the agents in that brokerage are reporting... Um, all of the uh, sales are recorded under the team leader, correct? So it depends on the model. And right. so what I would say is, so when you look at, there's there's so many different models out there. And I think let's start with just the brokerage kind of baseline. Brokerage baseline is is really twofold, which in my opinion would be compliance and commissions, right? Like those are the two bare necessities that kind of do a brokerage. And then when you look at team, there's all different kinds of, of, of models and varieties out there. And I think when we look at Teamridge, what we're looking at is a brokerage that's getting into the space that is going to be providing leads. They're going to be providing marketing for agents and so forth. So I think the big difference, at least with our model, is you made a, the point of it's everything's recorded under one agent. With our Teamridge model... The individual agent that's on a Teamridge is getting their own production and their own identity, which is a very big difference than a team, right? And so I think that that's one of the big reasons why we're seeing so much um, desire and like people want to approach this because they're realizing that these team members, if you will, want their own identity, want their own marketing and want their own recognition. And yet they still need the services of a regular team. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then um, explain to me like the, the difference, like the value proposition difference in between what you're offering and Livian and some of the other um, different platforms for teams out there. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm not super familiar with what they do, but what I can tell you is with what we do is so when we go in, we partner with what we would call as a director of sales. Um, that's someone that's currently already in their brokerage. And we find someone that has the ability to lead and uh, hold people accountable and be attractive to the model. And so we then come around them and help them recruit. So we do a lot of recruitment for our team ridges. Uh, we just launched one in Charlotte and we launched with nine agents already. And we're, we're every day we're doing interviews and we're taking people through a process to make sure that they're the right fit. Um, so on top of uh, actually like bringing them into the brokerage, which is a huge benefit to the brokerage that we're in, uh, we're also then giving them coaching. So they're, they're getting into production. They're, it's high-level coaching. Uh, we're also giving them leads. So we have def- several different lead generation sources that we're giving. Uh, we're also then diving into um, marketing for them. So each agent that's going to be on that team ridge should have their own branding and their own identity. And so we're doing all of that for them, um, as well as keeping all the financials for that team ridge and then on top of that, the brokerage is benefiting financially by us being there because they're getting a percentage of the profit split. The lead generation is a core component of what I think a team ridge is, like you said. And uh, Realtrends did a team profitability study, and we looked at the profitability of teams compared to brokerages. I think we looked at 2,000 different um, teams. Um, these are not necessarily all team ridges, but they were included in that. Um, and the average gross margin for brokers um, is 13.8%. That's across all models. We're including all models and that. Obviously, that changes based on model. Um, but for teams, it was 60.3%. And what we found, I mean, that's a huge difference, obviously. Um, you know, everybody kind of knew teams were probably more profitable than brokerages, but that kind of hit, you know, kind of hits at home. So But what we found, too, is much of that has to do with the power of the team lead generation, um, that a lot of brokers aren't generating leads for their their agents or teams. So what are your thoughts on this? And, um, you know, are there any other reasons you think teams are more profitable than brokerages? Yeah, I mean, that's interesting to hear. They're literally four to five times more profitable. um, That's as a percentage of GCI, obviously. But I think that's a very interesting stat. And it's not, I don't think it's really surprising probably to anybody listening. And I think whoever finds the client is the key. And whoever finds the client is going to be the one that controls the industry. Right. And so I think what we've seen over the years is I remember back, I've been doing this for 20 years. And I remember going back to my original brokerage, which was a local brokerage that, um, you know, I would sit at the, the office desk and take in office phone calls. Um, I would get a listing and they would take the pictures, they would put the sign up, they would do all the marketing, they would provide leads. Like really, if you kind of rewind, that was a team back then before it was cool to have a team, right? And so what we've seen just over time is just that downward pressure on commission. And so what we've seen is brokerages having to like, peel off basically they they basically have to peel off um leads like we talked about they have to peel off uh the leverage like listing coordination marketing for agents i mean some models have even peeled off um 
office space, right? Or in the technology. So all of those lead to obviously a smaller margin, right? And I think I think it's also interesting because I think you can get in the conversation of uh, percentage of profit and the teams can be really attractive. I also think there's some downsides when you look at team versus brokerage. Um, I'm sure our, our friend Steve Murray would probably be able to say that the, the selling, when you go to sell it, I'm sure the valuation is quite a bit different when you're in a broker and you're probably less attached to the, the business versus a team where everything's about that person that's trying to sell it, right? So there's, there's that. And I also think there's a, there's a dollar per hour concept that we need to talk about to kind of put everything on level playing fields. Like my team that has 25 agents was more profitable than one of my brokerages that has 230 agents. But I spend a lot more time and energy on the team than what I do on the brokerage, right? And so like, yes, they make four to five times more off of the GCI. But at the same time, there's other trade-offs as well. Yeah, and and definitely um, brokerage spending on marketing and advertising has um, decreased substantially. Uh, we, we do brokerage benchmarking through RTC Consulting and Steve Murray, and that's one of the... Um, you know, I I don't remember the exact percentage, but it has dropped uh, a ton from 2016, I believe, is the last one I looked at. Um, so it, it is definitely something brokers are are peeling off, like you said. Um, so why do you feel like more brokerages don't run as team? Um, you know, kind of a team ridge. That's a that's a great question, right? Like if you're listening to this, like why wouldn't you do a concept closer to a team than a brokerage? And I think I think the when I think about it, there's one, especially right now, I think the main word that I'm hearing through talking with agents and and reading the news is I think that there's a lot of fear uh in the market. There's just a lot of uncertainty with the economy, with what's going on with the housing market. And so you're, if you're sitting there as a broker and you're like, I need to look at other options, it's very, very costly to go and start a Team Ridge division, right? And so the cost to go and figure out the lead sources and the proper ROI on the leads, um, to go hire the admin staff to bring in to be able to like service the Team Ridge, right? So it's it's really kind of learning a whole another set of traits. Um, and I also think the relationship that you have with an agent on a team ridge versus just a brokerage is different. And, and here's what I mean by that. When you run a brokerage, you're, you're providing a value and service for them. And so in some respects, it could be argued that that agent is actually like a client of yours if you're the broker, right? Whereas the team concept, it's very different. So with the team concept... They're a team member that you have to sometimes have difficult conversations. You have to hold them accountable. You have to make sure they're doing the activities that they're supposed to be doing. And so that dynamic of treating a client versus treating a team member, to me, feels very different. And I think that that's one of the big chasms between a broker just going and doing a brokerage versus doing a team bridge. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um and what do you feel like really makes a successful team ridge? Like what's in it for the agent um, on that type of model? So I know that I've seen this team ridge conversation kind of thrown about in a lot of different conversations. 
And it's almost coming to the point where it's a lot like teams and there's like just a bunch of different models out there. Um, but what I would say is to have a successful team, Ridge, I think there's a couple key components that you have. You have to recruit agents in, obviously. Um, you have to have lead gen levers. And it's not just one lever, right? You have to have multiple different lead gen levers. Um, and then you have to have the transaction coordination and listing coordination for your agents that are in that team ridge. And then on top of that, you have to also have training and coaching to get them successful, right? Like you have to do all of these things. If you just do one, right? If you just do leads or if you just do training, well, the reality is agents can go get that on their own, right? They can go hire a coach. They can go buy leads on their own. What they're looking for is an all-inclusive package that gets them everything that they're actually looking for. And so I think that that's kind of the benefit of a team ridge. I think for the agent, the benefit is it's a one-stop shop that you get everything. I think the other benefit is there's a lot of agents. And I think there's kind of this new breed of agents out there that really just... They want their own identity, right? They, they're hesitant to join a team because they don't want to give up their identity to the Rainmaker, right? They want to start building something of their own. I think the Team Ridge concept, if it's done at a high level, will be able to do that. It's going to give them the support that they need and let them keep their identity at the same time. Success might look different this year, but it's out there for those willing to work for it. That's why 2023's Gathering of Eagles will focus on forging opportunities, the perfect chance for industry leaders to take a proactive approach to continually move the needle in their businesses and the real estate industry at large. Gathering of Eagles will bring together the nation's top residential real estate CEOs, presidents, and C-level leadership teams to grow, network, and set the pace for what's next in our industry. 2023's GOE is at Omni Barton Creek Resort in the rolling hill country of Austin, Texas from June 18th until the 21st. Learn more and register your spot on the events page at realtrends.com. And we can't wait to see you in Austin. You know, I've been in reporting on real estate uh, for 30 years or so. And the concept of a team, I remember when it was first just kind of coming around, you know, you had partnerships with agents and things like that. Um, and it's evolved so much that it, it is, it's confusing. Like what, you know, some teams have their own mortgage company, you know, their own mortgage um, arm, they have their own title arm. Um, it, it's amazing how much that model has evolved, um, you know, in the past even 15 years, honestly. Yeah, it, it has evolved. And yet when you kind of zoom back out, like it it still all kind of looks the same, right? Like go back to that 20 years ago when I was sitting in that office and I was getting those services, you can call it a brokerage or you can call it a team or you can call it a team ridge at the same, like I was getting the same services, right? And so it's just a matter of yeah. uh, what's, what as a brokerage, what do you want to be known for? What's your model? Um and then the team concept too, right? Because I've, I've seen a lot of teams that are more what I would call globs or groups than what they are as actual teams, right? And so there's just a lot of different variety out there right now. And it's going to be an interesting next 12 to 24 months to see how kind of all this pans out and which models stand the test of time. Yeah, absolutely. 
And how have you seen maybe the agent mentality or the, or business acumen change um, over the past couple of years or even five years? And like, what are some trends you're seeing as it relates to teams? Yeah. So I've seen over the last probably two to three years that teams have really gotten into what I would call the the body count business, where they are just, um, you know, teams before used to be three, four, five, six people. And now you're seeing these teams that are 40, 50, 60 people deep. And I think that I've, I'm going, I think that that's going to change. I think that they were uh, more or less in the brokerage business. And now that, you know, we're contracting and there's going to be probably less agent count in the next six months, I would imagine. Um, you're going to see that kind of change and and teams really have to focus in on that bottom line and accountability around leads that they're giving out. So I, I see that changing. So just teams in general shrinking over time. I also think that we've also, and you've seen this, Tracy, that like you're seeing smaller teams join bigger teams. Um, and I think there's a lot of different reasons around that. Uh, I'm sure you have a take on that. But I, I, what I have seen is for these smaller teams to like compete, if you will, or add the value that they need to, to their, for their clients, they need more benefits, marketing, technology, whatever the case. I'm, I'm sure you've seen that trend too. Yeah. You know, the other, um, I mean, you know, even brokerages are doing a lot of walkovers now, which are you know, teamerage models, a lot of times they're, they're a broker who's a producing broker with maybe like three or four agents joining in this market, joining a, a another larger brokerage. And I know that, um, I, I believe, and I might have this wrong, but I know that Steve Murray does a, a ton of team valuations. Um, he does value a lot of teams and he can give some great advice on what makes a team valuable. And, and, um, you know, having one person as rainmaker does not. <laughs> so, so that yeah, I've, I've heard him talk about that. The more business that that rainmaker is doing, like literally the, the number goes down as far as evaluation goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I believe that he worked on an M and a transaction with a team that a, a brokerage you know, um, acquired a team. I could be wrong on that. I, he said it in passing and I might've gotten that wrong. I know they hadn't done any of those up till maybe recently, but it does seem that that, um, that is becoming a little bit of a trend, like you said, um, in what, how does, how does that, let's talk about team value. Like what, in your opinion, um, makes a team more valuable for, you know, future for the future. Basically, everyone wants to build a business that has value for when they're retiring or when they're leaving the business. Yeah. So going back to that point that you had mentioned about the mergers and acquisitions of a team by a brokerage. And I think that that's interesting that you brought that up because what I have seen is that brokerages are looking at one of three options when they're talking about team merge. They're, they're saying, can we start our own? Can we partner with someone like Powered by Impact? Or can we go and buy someone's team, right? And so that may be where Steve was going with that was uh, brokerages to build out their team merge division. An easy solution for them, maybe costly, but easy is to go buy a team and then bring them in-house, use their services, and being able to set it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some other trends you're seeing uh, around um, teams? I know with brokerages, 
you know, this has been long um, discussed that, you know, the, the, you either have to be super specialized or you have to, um, you know, be big in order to, to be profitable and kind of reach that peak profitability and add affiliated services um, on that side. So what are you seeing as far as teams within that respect? Yeah, where I'm seeing teams really kind of add value and kind of do something a little bit different is they're starting to add more benefits to their employees and to their agents, right? And so, um, you know, it used to be unheard of that independent contractors on a team could actually get healthcare benefits, right? And so I've seen that that has been something that has either made it more attractive for them to, to bring people on or retain their people. I also seen that some of the bigger teams are also starting to do like wealth building opportunities where, hey, invest in this commercial property with me or invest, uh, invest in this private money lending. Uh, and so those are where I think some of the bigger kind of more forward thinking teams are kind of going is how can we build in really retention factors into our team so we have that longevity and we don't have agents coming off every 12 to 18 months. Yeah, and you had mentioned um, what agents are willing to pay for. So how has that changed and what have you seen um, in that respect? Yeah, um, so we've definitely seen, you know, I see it from the brokerage side and I see it from the team side. And I see agents, I mean, look at the coaching industry, Tracy, and in the real estate field, like it's a massive industry inside of another industry. And so agents are really willing to pay for um, they're willing to pay for that. I also see a lot of our single agents being willing to pay for transaction coordination and listing coordination, right? Someone to handle the paperwork side that communicates with the brokerage and, and just makes their life easy and allows them to really focus on the stuff that makes them money. So I know that they're willing to pay for that. And then, um, it's, it's very weird, but they are willing to pay for space. I, I can't tell you how many brokerages that like the agents are actually just going out and getting small office space for themselves. Right. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like I, on my way to work where my main office is, there is uh, four brokerages and one of them's like a big brokerage, but the other um, including mine that there's two that are just like single agents that went and got office space because they need a place to work out of. Right. And they want their own space. And so it's interesting, right? Like I, I think a single agent may not see that as much, but as you start to build a team and you have staff, you you need a place for them to go. And so they're investing in in that stuff too. Yeah, that that is really interesting. And um, you know, obviously that will that will um diminish profitability some because because office space is what teams usually save on, if, especially if they're under a broker who is already is paying for that office space. So yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. And then the other obvious thing is that agents are willing to pay for leads, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the last stat I saw was uh, KW agents in the last twelve months paid one hundred and forty million hmm. to Zillow, yeah, just to Zillow, right? And so that's that's a lot of money. Um, and so that's what they're valuing, and that's where I think this teamrich conversation comes back into play is they're willing to pay for the leads if you can bring them the clients. Right. And so I think yeah. that that's, that's where the team conversation comes back into play. Okay. 
Um, this is kind of off the the um, subject of teams, but you've been through a lot of different markets um, and things are slowing. Agents are uncertain. What advice do you have for them to kind of um, have have the mindset of growth and opportunity and positiveness in this market? Because there is a lot of opportunity in a market like this. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um I think that there's a lot of fear right now. And I think that there's a lot of agents that have gotten in the business and they've not seen anything like this, right? And I think when it boils all down, what I have been telling my team members, what I've been telling my people at my brokerages, it really boils down to two things, which is the message and the math is what I've been telling them, which the message is uh, you're going to need to learn new conversation tracks with your buyers and your sellers, right? Before you go into a listing appointment and you would say, what price do you want to list it at, Mr. or Mrs. Seller? And you list it and it sells for probably more than that. Now you actually need to figure out how to do a market analysis at a high level. You need to understand the conversation that you need to have with them when it's been 14 days and their house hasn't sold. So just understanding the message and working on your skill there then the other part of that is the math, right? Like you're going to have to have more conversations. You're going to have to have a bigger database. You're going to have to do that just to have the same amount of business that you had, right? Like you're going to have to double down and do that. If you do those two things, if you if you update your skills and you you do the math and you figure out how many conversations you need, it's going to be fine for those people. Okay, great. Uh, my last question is just what's next for, for you, your team, for M, uh, Powered by Impact? We've got a lot of traction around Powered by Impact. I think uh, with the current state of the real estate market and what brokers are feeling, they're looking for a solution on how to have more profit. And so we're growing really fast with Powered by Impact. We're in 16 locations. We're looking to just kind of create a win-win for brokerages and be able to provide that solution for them. Well, Jose, thanks for um, sharing with our audience on Real Trending and congratulations on all of the success you've had um, in the you know past couple of years since we talked last um, when you were a game changer. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.